Well, welcome back to the Hate Speech Zone. Uh, we're going to go over some topics your government media won't want to talk about. Uh, the goal is for us to be smarter than the frauds in the government and government media. Not that being smart and informed is going to stop what they're doing, uh, but maybe you can break off a few of their uh, devout followers. Um, these people are going to stop when there's nothing left to plunder or destroy is kind of what I'm thinking. So uh, without uh, further ado, I thought we'd do a couple little things, a couple connected things. Uh, we can start off with something that's been bugging me, and, so, and it's a subject we've talked about before, which is uh, the CPI. And uh, I'll just remind some people or inform the new listeners uh, that there's an easy, easy alternative method that you can use to determine um, which numbers in the CPI have changed enough that they need to be manipulated. And uh, from there, we'll go on to where is that a-hole now? Uh, and tonight's uh, star is D. Ray McKesson. Some of you you may remember him. He was some sort of prodigy back in the day. Uh, the rumor was he comes from a... If his last name uh, indicates the wealthy family he came from, um, he's led a very privileged life. And somehow he was this, that, the other thing, and a superstar by the age of 29. Um, he's probably about 36 now, uh, 35, 36. Um, and he's, well, he was in trouble again, but boy, oh boy, is it nice to have Democrats and uh, communists in high places. M more on that in a moment. Third, a refresher. Your enemy is not stupid. Your enemy is pure evil and maybe a little stupid and, and gullible. And I know they frequently will call us gullible because we haven't done shite about this globalist hostile takeover, which is replete with man-made viruses, medical fascism, treason, election fraud, things like that, all kinds of party favors. So Marxists are gullible, uh, because they think the oligarchs going to keep them around like Stalin kept the intellectuals around after... Oops, never mind. Uh, what adds to the ridiculousness of this today, the calling them stupid when they're really methodical and evil, um, is that all of their visionaries come from fringe weirdo grooming gang side of the tracks. So... Their visions are might actually star sugar plum fairies or something, um, and and part of this and it kind of overlaps. We're going to talk about the View and Sonny Hostin, who's a complete jackass goofball. Okay, so number four, and it ties into number three a little bit. There's no way even the most bizarre demographic is serious about whatever it is they're fighting about, whatever it is. You, you know, leave a blank there, Mad Libs or whatever, and just put in a different thing because it sure seems like all everything about their games are 
exclusively to just keep hostilities ablaze, to keep people on their side angry, and to just, we're scratching our heads over here because uh, none of their fights are actual fights. Now, because the reasoning behind that is that uh, some of the battles will present no benefit. They, They will gain nothing from all this fighting. Even if our side, which is the human being side, of the debate, of the argument, if we walked away and they could cement a complete victory. What I'm saying is that if you looked up the current legislation, regulations that these jagaloons are fighting for, um, what you'll see is basically their fight is like they're, they're fighting a corpse. It's, it's like dead legal battle. So the kind of in the wrap-up is what, all, what do all of these things have in common? Now, the cabal knows but lies about things um when it comes to which groups will riot based on evidence-free claims it's something we've kind of talked about in the past where our threshold for hey i'm going to do some craziness is quite a bit higher than theirs so um let's get started with that cpi now here's how you fake it you number one you would substitute lower-priced goods for similar items um, because you're, the, the ones that you've used historically have increased in price, increased in cost. Uh, second, you deduct value or what individuals, what consumers pay for items. Um, you deduct an invisible cost associated, extrapolated from features present present in this year's item that was there last year like uh, you know last year's televisions didn't have remotes and they cost 300 and this year's televisions cost 500 but they have remote controls with them and I said well that remote control is worth about 300 bucks so the price of the televisions goes down in the CPI when in the real world it does not uh, the third would be using owner-equivalent rents instead of actual prices people are paying. What comes out of our pockets for housing and shelter? Now, both are uh, those together, housing and shelter, they're kind of split them up. Both are 30%. Uh, now, the owner-equivalent rent that they've plugged in there is, uh, I believe it's more, it's uh, 23% of the CPI. So it's more than two, two-thirds of the housing shelter equation and the residence rentals would be the remainder that's like seven the seven percent then so uh both of those numbers were one was above 20 and i believe one was 18 so it was 21 and 18 and yet they plugged in something like 4.3 in there which is (laughs) quite a joke so yeah nothing like that so real inflation is twice what they're saying it is or maybe you could ask Bureau of Labor Statistics, which towns saw that 4% increase, and we could all move there. But if you've been listening for a little bit, you'd realize that we need to be ready for the attack like they did in Fort Collins, Colorado, because they are actively targeting conservative strongholds to ruin the kids in their school districts and such. So, yeah, that's that's not really a win. Um, let's see. And I'm going to try to get up a video 
copy video edition um, did have a few hiccups with some things with video things work well in one format not the other so let's move into that where's the a where is that a hole now no no game uh, like I mentioned the uh, this episode stars D. Ray McKesson. Now his skill is upgrading every black male who's committed suicide by cop into some sort of victim slash hero. Uh, the most the most found search now uh, regarding his escapades was a riot he started following. He led the riot, organized it, uh, following the death of Alton Sterling. Now refresher on Alton Sterling's case um, the man had uh, prior firearms issues and altercations with law enforcement Uh, one night the police Baton Rouge police received a call that a man was selling CDs outside of a convenience store and the customer said that when he approached the store uh, Alton flashed a silver revolver uh, a 38 at this individual. Now, the story was suppressed a bit because most of the country knew uh, Sterling was going for a gun that it was found on him, that he was reaching. Of course, when you look for things like Wikipedia, you're going to see um, uh, allegedly. Well, they allegedly found a real, actual, loaded six rounds. 38 revolver matching the description of the people the witness so this is where we have reality versus nonsense reality versus their story our story is the reality so one of the officers saw part of the weapon as they you know uh tried to get him to put his hand on the hood there was he fought he resisted he ignored and uh, ignored everything that the officers told him and they fought over it, and he was shot. Now, the Justice Department decided there was no way, everything was reasonable in the actions of the police. But what we're seeing now, uh, what we see occasionally, is that people like McKesson will organize a riot before enough of the facts come out. Now, you remember the first few stories, we hear about every story like this that the police acted stupidly, that the man was innocent, the man was handing out ice cream cones to to toddlers, whatever it might be, since they don't have any formula. But you'll notice that the 9, 10, 12 unarmed black men who are wrongfully killed by the police, that they don't really ever riot over those because, and this is kind of funny, because it kind of played, it exposes their game because those are the ones that they know there is just there's the police are being prosecuted but that would unveil the fact that there there are other claim that police get away with it all the time nothing's done and in, they just they need to keep that one going too so Okay, back to Alton Sterling. Obama's Justice Department saw this. Remember who he had? He had Eric Holder, Wayne Mann. He had Loretta, Loretta Lynch. So what they, what they do is that window of violence, 
where it's less ugly to the public, to the people paying attention, that they can try these riots. And if the riots are successful and when the whole public perception of the event is destroyed, there's a uh, greater number of people will assume that the police were wrong because after all, people went out, burnt, attacked the police, maimed, killed, hurt, stole, raped, did all these things. So a-holes like McKesson move quickly because once those facts get out, it's not as easy to incite riots. It's not as easy to get people off the couch and get them to harm others. Uh, But we've seen more support for it regardless of whether the riots or protesting, because that's what they're going to call it, protesting is even warranted. Now, remember, each year there's might be a dozen and and actually the insanity behind a lot of this is that under donald trump those numbers were going down people were police were being more careful when it comes to shooting people particularly particularly the unarmed black male variety like i said it's very strange that the cases that they will riot aren't actually the ones the few the actual ones. The other ones are the questions where the individual committed suicide by cop. That's what we called it for, what, three decades? They don't want those lies smashing into each other. Um, but what happened with D-Ray and the Elton Sterling ramp was that they seriously injured Baton Rouge officers because these people know that somebody in their midst, in the crowd, cannot control himself or herself, and these things are going to happen. So right now what we're seeing in the courts is the back and forth about making, they're really trying to make nobody ever responsible for this kind of behavior in these baseless bullshit riots. Uh, Compare that to January 6th where the rioters were the ones who were attacked first, hurt, hit, maimed, one was shot and killed, others died. But of course, that's not how this is playing out. So let's just compare those those versions of events. What else do we have here? Um, let's get to that sunny Hostin and The View. Uh, boy, the video would be, be a little bit easier. But anyways, now the, the setup to this is that recently, this was a little, little over a week ago, Sonny Hostin claimed that Pew Research articles uh, stated that liberals really haven't changed much, but Republicans have definitely become more extreme, more extremist. Um, There's a few problems with that. Well, first of all, you go back and you look at Pew Research. uh, The only one, the only article that comes close to mentioning this polarization, the most recent, uses a third-party metric. Uh, That's the smaller of the two discrepancies and unrealities. The most important one is that if you actually read the article, it does not say that Republicans have become more extreme. It says that Republicans have become more conservative, which in their minds means extreme. But let's think about that for a minute, because if you go far enough back, you will hear Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama, Uh, and Joe Biden all say that abortions should be 
rare. Abortion should not be the first go-to. That late term is a horrible idea. And compare those positions with them now. Now, most conservatives really have not changed their minds on this, have, not, have moved little or not. So when it comes to that Pew Research article, they used a third-party system, uh, part of the DW dom, uh, nominate. And if you actually look at the company behind it, um, I believe it's VoteView, you'll see that once that company was founded and started contributing, uh, they kind of moved the moderators and, and the people that are in charge of the project to people at UCLA. And I believe there's one project member at the University of Georgia, you know, the school that the Russian owner of CrowdStrike graduated from, and another who's a professor from Princeton and, and SUNY in New York. Uh, so I would say that was infiltrated because if you look at real world versus their account of things, uh, you really can't say that, um, yeah, you really can't say that they, that people of uh, Republicans have, are now, you know, like cuckoo. Now on number four, which was the senseless battles, it, the abortion law change, the Supreme Court, is a perfect example because you're still hearing horrible misrepresentations in the media about what the change means. It doesn't mean that there's a federal permit, coast to coast, all 57,000 states ban, but that's what they're pretending. Uh, rewind to some other episodes and you'll see why I say frequently that Planned Parenthood is actually their dark money. The fight is no longer about abortion. It's the right to fund people in illicit manners. If they have a D by their name when it comes to, you know, primaries and elections. So in a wrap up here, what do these four things have in common? Now, I, I sort of alluded to this. The cabal knows, we're talking about government media, we're talking about the, the, the very people who are sworn officers who are supposed to protect the country. These people know, but they're going to lie about which groups will riot based on evidence-free claims and what we have. Um, because it's not illegal to lie when, you're, when you have millions of viewers, followers, listeners on the radio, it's not illegal. So it's a wonderful weapon to pretend like no matter what you do that you have the backing of the people. And then let's refer to other episodes where I say the Democrats really don't have a base. So what they're really preaching to, what they're making their decisions, basing their decisions on, is an illusion of a demographic because what do we see with crime in inner cities? We see blacks and Hispanics really getting clobbered by it. So do you really think they're all for, well, back when they first started, it was 
simply just defund the police. And, uh, well, they had that element in there where only white people, uh, it was the white privilege that provided them the opportunity and the ability to call the police. And, and there may be a little degree of truth to that because when you compare different sense, sets of data for violent crime statistics, you'll see that the FBI reports some, municipalities and local police report some, but the larger body of evidence comes from the Bureau of Justice Statistics because they use statements, accounts taken from caregivers at clinics where physically harmed people are getting nursed back to health, and that's how they find who the the race, gender, some approximations about the offender because these people do not want to talk to the police because they know if the police show up and pick up bad guys, their fellow gang members or their criminal, their criminal pals, I need to think of some other words for this, their, their fellow henchmen, will come after the, the person who turned them in and probably kill their families or burn the house down or shoot the dog. So, yeah, there might be a little bit of truth to that, that they cannot talk to the police and the police don't have numbers, but they also, the police in bigger cities have a habit of lying to fudge the numbers. And then they change race of offender um, just to keep the numbers from becoming insane. And the other crazy thing is that we had that spike, that horrible spike in everybody else on white crime, uh, violent crime, after Trump won the election. Remember that? Wasn't that a blast? Wasn't that a hoot? I mean, uh, that kind of says much. So these people know what they're doing because it's, it is a specifically by plan what they're doing to, if you thought you could make a million people get out there and change things to your way, would you do it if you had no soul? Probably, probably. And because these people have no soul, that's what they do. I think I'm going to do a, sh a brief episode uh, early this week about a biblical explanation for why these people are evil and why I would call them evil. I'm not going to just throw that out there. Anyways, that's, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll do that uh, a little later this week. Take care, everybody, and God bless.